Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services, where they like to keep things simple, transparent, and affordable. Uh, Lisa and Verlin, it's a family, like a husband and wife team. Uh, they have other people on the team as well. If you look at their Google reviews, you'll see that that team comes through for families in that time of need, in that time of grief, in a prompt, courteous, sympathetic, professional manner. All the reviews said the same thing. They looked after all the necessary steps, answered all my questions, immediately responsive when the time came. And it comes at a price that most say was way less than anyone else they researched when they looked for cremation services. Simple cremations start at just $800. Uh, you can make a little add-ons if you want, have a small visitation, have a fancier urn, those types of things. But when I say simple, transparent, and affordable, that's the transparent part. They will talk you through all that stuff. They're not going to try to trick you. They're good people over there. Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You can check them out at my talk keyword, cremation. Hey. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Woo! Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got the big Z with us as well. Guys, the Peanuts gang is back in a brand new TV special that premiered on Apple TV Plus this weekend. Hmm. But there's something different. Okay? Okay. This one is about Marcy. You know Marcy, right? The redhead. No. That's Lucy, isn't it? No, Lucy is... Uh, Lucy's right. blonde. Who's the mean one? Oh, that's Peppermint. You're thinking of Peppermint Patty. Marcy is her friend who calls her sir. Oh, sure. So this is called sure. Snoopy Presents... One of a kind, Marcy. Who's and the mean witch, though? Mean witch? Um, Charlie Brown's nemesis. Is that Lucy? Lucy, right. Pulls She's got the ball black away. hair. Yep. She's the bully. <clears throat> That's Lucy. Okay. Then there's Sally, his little sister. Yeah, she's cute. Marcy is like an introvert. Yeah, glasses. Yep. Short black hair. <clears throat> yes, so this is a 39-minute special, and it finds Marcy um, thrust into the role of class president. And so the producers brought in a cognitive scientist as the introvert con- consultant. Okay. And so 
the producers of the new special include Craig Schultz and Brian Schultz, son and grandson, respectively, of the late Charles M. Schultz, St. Paul native. Shout out. Hi, Mrs. Hey. Schultz. Um, anyway, it is the first of three new Peanuts specials coming to Apple TV with Camp Snoopy and Snoopy Presents. Welcome home, Franklin. Oh, Franklin. Anyway, I watched the trailer and it just looks completely adorable. Can we listen to a little bit of it? Because I want to hear the voices. My fellow students, I'm here to remind you to vote in the student council election. Hey, Marcy, I think you'd make a great president. If I were president, I'd never have a moment of peace. I guess that makes sense. You once told me you were an invertebrate. I think you mean introvert, sir. That's the one. <laughs> what do you mean they ran out of pizza? Aww. There's a lot of people out there that could use a hand. And I want to help them. But when I try to, <laughs> all I want to do is run away. Aww. What are your strengths? Problem solving. <laughs> Good call, Marcy. <laughs> People like you are right? like, in the background. You know, I wanted to hear the voices because um, we all remember the original voice cast of the old Charlie Brown Christmas special and Halloween special, all that. Then in like the early 2000s, they came out with a new iteration and the voices just didn't have that je ne sais quoi. Yeah, it's like when they changed Kermit, you know. Yes, I struggle. And the new Kermit I'm really having a hard time with. But... This sounds good. These kind of sound like the, the same vibe of voice. That like airy kind of monotone yeah. thing. I also, I think it's cute that they're addressing, you know, there are people who are like up, out front people. And then there are people who like to be a little more behind the scenes. Yeah, for sure. You know, and like kind of putting that on a level that a kid can understand. Yeah, that so looks cute. great. It looks so good. Oh, I'm so excited. I guess I'll have to find I probably am subscribing to Apple Plus and don't even know it, so I'll probably go watch it today. Okay. In hindsight, I probably haven't watched anything on Apple TV Plus in like six months, which means this Charlie Brown 39-minute special is costing me about 38 bucks. Oh, no. Better be <laughs> You know what I just started watching? Speak, Queen. It's on HBO or Max, whatever you want to call it. I've never watched an episode of the Kardashians in my life. I found myself watching this docu-series on Kim and Kanye and their divorce. I've been seeing that advertised. I can't stop watching. Oh. It's just fascinating. Hmm. It's good. I don't know what it's called. Kim versus Kanye, the divorce. Thank you. Wow. That should have been easy to remember. (laughs) That anyway, was, yeah, it's just really good. I finished the Beanie Baby documentary, by the way. Oh, really? What did you think? Beanie Mania. It's good. It's very entertaining. It's, uh, if you just, like I said, if you like a little 90s nostalgia, this will take you right back. There was even a scene, Donna, where a truck carrying Beanie Babies, like to a McDonald's for to insert into Happy Meals because McDonald's was doing that. Uh, this truck spills out all these Beanie Babies, and people are stopping in the middle of the interstate and they are picking <laughs> them up and going and running and grabbing them then there were these people 
who were going to McDonald's all the time just and then dumping out the food, and they were doing it just so they could get their hands on a Beanie Baby. What's up with that? I mean, these Beanie Babies. I I don't know. People want things that are out of reach, you know? Scarcity drives everything up. Everything. Right? It's so true. You're so wise. Tana, I just want to say thank you right now. You're welcome. I've been holding on to this story for a few days, and it just hasn't made the cut. But I think it's going to right here and right now. Do it. David Spade was talking on his podcast that he does with Dana Carvey and was talking talking about a time that he refused to swap roles with David Bowie in an SNL sketch. So this was during their podcast called Fly on the Wall. And um, he was talking about, it was November 1991. There was an episode that was hosted by Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone, at that time. And then Bowie and Tin Machine was the musical guest. So in this sketch... David Spade had himself playing a receptionist that stops you because he thinks yes. they're better than you. And he envisioned Bowie making a cameo as himself. Um, but the, the David Bowie was not at the pitch meeting to hear the idea. So David Spade was surprised to get a message asking him to call David Bowie at his hotel. So he said, I called him and he answers and it's bleeping Bowie. And he's like, this sketch is so bleeping funny. This is exactly my life and these people I see. And he goes, one tweak. Can I play the receptionist? Oh. That's the funnier part. And he said, like, he continued to tell David Spade, like, it's kind of boring seeing me play myself since everyone's seen that. But David Spade turned him down because he was hoping that that role would turn into a recurring role. And I think it did. This is the, and you are, and this is regarding... Well, Bowie said to him, well, look, on this call, he was like, what if the sketch never gets on the show? And he was like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do you know this show so well? It's so true. What if it doesn't get on? I'm blowing it. He's like, it'll get on if I do it. So and, and David Spade was like, David Bowie wasn't rude about this, but he was just like, look, this is what's going to be happening. And he understood where Bowie was coming from, but he was like, I don't know if I can do it. He admitted that the whole sketch may have backfired on him because not only did it not get picked up for that show, but the actor also didn't appear in any other sketches the entire episode. What? So he was like, the rest of the week, I wasn't in the show, and I was like, bleep. I should have just let him. Now, obviously, things evened out after that. But interesting that he was in this position talking on the phone with David Bowie. Bowie's like, just let me do it. And he stood his ground and was like, I was feeling his pain as you were telling the story. I'm like, I get that. I get because you're you want to do it so that it'll be a recurring thing. But if Bowie does it, even though it'll be hilarious, you can't just all of a sudden take on that role and do the same. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. If Bowie did it, it would be a one and done. It would have to be one and done. I totally get David Spade, like he's my best friend. Does he know that? Don't worry about it. Gotta go. When we come back, Donna found a study at 11.15. We'd like to get studious. Uh, boomer skills that millennials say aren't relevant anymore. Mm. Oh, it's about to get offensive up in this B-I-H. <laughs> when we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, friends, what's up? It's Stevie Boy for my pals at the Canopy Group. Uh, how's your automobile insurance? Huh? Homeowners insurance that go up recently? Have you noticed? Have you looked? Are you like, wait a minute? Why is this all kind of ballooning? 
Uh, well, the fact of the matter is there are some insurance companies who have been overexposed in Minnesota over the last few years. And there have been a lot of storms that have come through, and maybe they've been overexposed here, so they've had to pay out on a lot of different claims. Even if you didn't make a claim, you might have noticed that your insurance rates have gone up, and it's because of that overexposure. Okay, we're talking about the words overexposure a lot, Steve. Why? Well, with the Canopy Group, they have 16 different insurance companies that they partner with, which means not all of them have been overexposed. So for times like this, they're able to help you pivot so that you can really make sure you're always getting the best coverage and that you're always getting it at the best price. Options is the way to save in the world of just about anything, and that includes your home and auto insurance. Check them out, thecanopygroup.com. Hi. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve experience right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, Steve. How you doing, lady? I'm fine. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. Hey, Brad. Hey, Donna. Ah, boomers. Ever heard of them? (gasps) I love it! like Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. Thank you. (laughs) I found a list okay. from, I don't know, MSN. I think I've got this from. And it is a list of boomer skills that millennials say not relevant anymore. Hmm. For example, balancing a checkbook. That was something every, pretty much every household did back in the day. That is, yeah. Oh my gosh. My mom looked like she was running a small business. This woman, <laughs> listen. She would unfold mm-hmm. the legs of a card table, mm-hmm. set that son of a gun up in her bedroom, and you would just walk past and you would see tons of papers and mail and envelopes and all that. And she had a uh, a big old calculator, you know, like she was, it was just, it was like a whole industrial. thing. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Remember adding machines? People still use those? Those are just like... Da, da, da. It's like a quickie. What's of? different from an adding machine and a calculator? We're going to have to ask an accountant that question. Thank you. Or Zamboni, I'll look it up. Is it the same thing? The adding machine traditionally has like that little reel of paper on the back. And that's when I just uh, type it in here. Oh. Now that's what's popping up for Isn't me. Isn't it like short form for calculators? Just like their shorthand, which by the way is also not relevant. Apparently. Nobody does shorthand anymore? No. Nobody knows what shorthand is. Steno? Is another word for it? Uh, driving with a manual transmission made the list. Stenographer. Uh, cursive writing. Hmm. They don't even teach them in some states that. Here, yeah, that's because it's worthless. Can you read somebody's? <laughs> I don't like to put in pause there. All right, can you? <laughs> yes, I can read. Read cursive. Uh... Can you read cursive? Yeah, it just slows me down. I do it at about half speed. It's kind of like our slow jam. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. That's oh, interesting. Uh, it's, when somebody writes me a card, I love that you've handwritten a note. Just use, just don't flex on me that you grew up in a different era, okay? I want it to be easier to read. And it's not like you're sending it to Buckingham Palace. Do you know what, though, Steve? Yes. It's easier to write. I hear you. 
I hear you. Rather than picking up your pen every time you put a letter in, you can just keep the pen oh, on Oh, yeah. My shoulder's so sore after I write because okay. of how many times I'm lifting up this three-ounce pen, Donna. It ta- I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> tell me you haven't exercised in a while without telling me you haven't exercised. <laughs> Rude. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Oh, I have my pen. But you know what I mean? The flow. It, it, it breaks up the flow. It does break up the flow. It does. So while it's easier for you to read, it's harder for me to write. Thank you. Mm-hmm. To, oh, my gosh. Rotary phones. Yeah. they're Same thing. Give one to a kid and say, five bucks. If you can dial this number, I'm going to give you a phone number. You dial it without making any mistakes. I don't know if they would know what to do. What do you mean? Oh, I guess they wouldn't know to put their finger in there and to move it up until the... Donna, I grew up in the era of rotary phones still being around, and still, my Aunt Joan had one. And anytime I was up at Aunt Joan and Uncle Craig's, it was like, okay, I hope I do this correctly. Because if you did not take that, if you didn't spin the dial all the way, all to, the way the to that metal little, that clicker thing, yep, yep, yep. then it's not registering. It's yeah. like you're, you, you have to like fully do it, or maybe then the eight becomes a seven because you didn't go the full way. Kids you, think would be it just, you think it just subtracts a number? <laughs> it just subtracts a one if it doesn't go all the way. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe not. I don't oh, know. That's funny. I'm having okay. a good time. Me too, Steve. Uh, boomer skills that millennials say are not relevant anymore. Let's throw cooking according to a recipe box. Throw that on the list. Sure. Aw. Remember you'd go to a wedding and everybody would like bring a recipe? No, but I remember there used to be a church cookbook that was sweet. Oh, that's cool. You know? Sewing. Sewing. Nobody's sewing anymore. Very few people sew these days. Wow. That's that's. Sad. I need someone to come and sew part of um, a couch that we have upstairs. Oh, that's unfortunate. Thank you, Donna. Using a phone book is on the list. Yeah, well, there's, those are pointless. The fact that they even print those still is remarkable. What's it like working at the Yellow Pages factory today? Imagine back in the 80s, you were living high off the hog. I mean, you were there all the time. Water cooler talk out the wazoo. Today, these days, what is it like at the Yellow Pages plant? I don't think there is one, Steve. But they still make Yellow Pages. Do they, though? You can get a Yellow Pages. Yeah, like if you're in jail and you need a lawyer, they just throw that in front of you. I think maybe just... From what I heard... I think only power lifters get it now, and they just use them to show feats of strength. You ever see a guy tear a phone book in half? Yeah. Not in person. Oh, I had a strongman thing. Like, this strongman event came to, um, like, a youth group or a church or something like that. All I know is there are these big, strong guys. They're like, watch us bench press for Jesus. And then they said, <laughs> before the end, they were ripping phone books. As a phone book. Developing photos, mailing letters, courtship. And that's all I have time for. Bye. Bye. Bye, Donna. Sorry, I just got a note from my Aunt Lynn. I was reading it. She said, uh, my, my grandma knows shorthand. Okay, I should ask my grandma about that's that. Cool. Also, an adding machine runs a tape. Yeah, but there's something else that, to it. It's almost means. like a... Like the the add button is different, and people use both both all their fingers on one hand to do it, and it's really cool. Yeah. Me likey that. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're playing Cover Story. That's next. Oh, no.
for Bradshaw and Bryant. And don't forget, motorcycle season is happening as I speak. So it is a good time to remember to be careful out there. And because motorcycle insurance does not include personal injury protection coverage, it's even more important, first of all, to make sure you contact an experienced attorney to get the compensation you deserve if you are injured. Uh, If a motorcyclist is injured as the result of another driver's negligence, you know, you want to talk to an attorney who has specific knowledge and experience. You want to talk to Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant. He is someone who knows the motorcycle traffic laws. He is someone who is effective at presenting evidence to a potentially biased jury. And um, he is someone who will represent you with experience in complex accident cases. You definitely want Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant. Here's what you can do. Set up a free consultation today. You do that by going to uh, minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hey, good morning. It's the final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Got a really nice email from Scott. My brother? Uh, I don't think so. Scott said, I can understand why Donna is single. If she's not doing this already, I'm sure she'll be one of those that yells at the kids to get off their lawn. It's her way or the highway. Not sure what he's referring to. I don't care what he's referring to. I I love this. accepted his compliment (laughs) with graciousness. That's awesome. (laughs) Get Scott on our about? priority I, email list. This was at like ten twenty this morning. Um, oh gosh, let's Post see. Post Malone we, lost fifty five pounds. Uh, free is bread. That when we went off about little Debbie uh, pronouncing Hi. things. Interstate. Interstellar. Interstellar. No, that was at the bottom. That was, that later. was at that was at like ten forty five. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Post Malone free bread at restaurants. Which people say is BS. We have restaurant owners sending us emails saying, no, they give out free chi- uh, chips because they're nice. Because they like to take care of their customers. And, well, you could argue none of it's free. It's baked into the prices uh, on the menu. I'm not participating. What do you mean? I don't know if that's true. What do you mean you don't know if that's true? What do you mean, Me- you people? What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, they're not giving out free bread. They are working that into the prices of other things. They're not just spending $2,000 a month on tortilla chips because they care about their customers. They have to offset that cost from a business standpoint. Donna. Okay. What do you believe? I don't know. But somebody else said bread before a meal. That sounds like someone who knows... Something about metabolism and just wants to show off her knowledge. Now, there is a possibility that that's true, too. She showed us a chart on the TikTok video. If you missed it, it was they feed you bread, your blood sugar essentially spikes, and then you start to order with bigger eyes because you're like, hmm, I'm already loving this food thing. So, yeah, let's get the T-bone and let's get the lo mein. Oh, gosh, what did I do for lo mein? I'm so freaking (laughs) hungry. I just want to eat something great. I want to eat something awesome right now. All right. I want sushi. Yes. I would really prefer Thai food in my mouth. Oh, my gosh. Donna. Okay. What well, if how we did had this turn into what thai? Steve wants to eat segment? I'm sorry. 
Did you have something else planned that I was unaware of? I, we could go back to Scott's email. Just read it aloud again. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to tell you this. Um, let's see here. Lionel Messi came over to Inter Miami to play Major League Soccer. You'll remember him, even if you're a casual soccer fan, you will remember him from the Men's World Cup last year, France and Argentina went to the finals. It was a crazy game. Lionel Messi, already the, the best player on the planet, and showed up on the biggest stage. was incredible. And he was going against this, uh, what's the guy's name from France, who is really good? Mbappe. Francois Something Mbappe. Mbappe. Okay. Easy, Pepe Le Pew. Killian. Killian. Killian Mbappe. I could go for some Mbappe. Right okay, now. see. Sorry, I'm hungry. <laughs> anyway, What's Mbappe? That's a guy's last name. I don't but know. We're I was just playing. It was a okay, joke, Donna. Okay, funny. Was, okay, keep up, will you? Anyway, Lionel Messi just took his team, which I guess was not real good before he got there. He came in like midseason for Inter Miami, and in seven games that he played with them, they were like, this guy has single handedly put. Major League Soccer on the map. He, um, they, they just won the championship last night. Apple TV Plus subscriptions to their MLS season pass have more than doubled since he joined. Wow. Um, Apple's Apple CEO Tim Cook said he couldn't be happier with how it's going. Jersey sales are going crazy. His iconic pink Inter Miami jersey was the top seller across all sports for Fanatics, which is a store last month. Uh, they said the the demand for his jersey has been truly unprecedented, and similar to how Taylor Swift was sort of just packed out stadiums, and then the resale market was crazy. Right. Messi, huh. when Messi would come to your town and play an away game, more than a seventeen hundred percent increase on re- resale sites is what would happen to these ticket prices. Last week's Philadelphia versus Inter Miami match, which normally would have drawn a sparse crowd. Had standing room only tickets going for two hundred and forty one bucks and field level seats for sixteen thousand dollars. And get this finally. Inter Miami's Instagram account now has over fourteen million followers, more than any team in the NFL, in the NHL, or in Major League Baseball. Huh. Hang on one second. Okay. All right. Okay. Whoa. Oh my gosh. What? I just dropped my phone onto the desk because it's theater of the mind. We need to do live Foley and sound effects. What I drop it at the end of my story because it was a pretty cool story. Then it goes down to the ground, jumps up off of the ground, and lands on my bottom shelf of my desk. I should play the lottery. (laughs) Uh, That would have been a better story if you said the screen is completely cracked. It's For me, not. anyway. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steve. Okay. <laughs> Can we find out what the soup is? Not please? really. Come on. I Donna. don't know what happened Why? to the moose soup lady. All right. Come, Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no. It's rock and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no. It cannot be. It's always a Happy Brian, how are you? Good, how are you? Really good. What's the vibe? What are people wearing to the calf today? We don't want to be underdressed. 
It's uh, it's very slow. I think everybody's out setting up for the you know what. Oh uh, no, yeah, are you, you going right. to miss us during the fair? Mm, aren't you going to call from the fair? Are you still going to make soup? Yeah, I make soup during the fair. Do you really? Yeah, why wouldn't I? Oh, I guess I'm sorry. I keep thinking that I'm very self-involved. I'm thinking that everyone the, is there. That is correct. Because All day. you're there. That's correct. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's got your number. That's that's my that's fault. That's exactly right, bro. Uh, yes, we we will we will call to find out the uh, the soup. Of the you don't have to. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, I think the fans will demand. I it. think you should do some fair themed soups. Mmm, like sure. Fried pickle soup. Mmm, that mm. sounds good. How about some uh, crunched up corn dog soup? Yes. Barf. <laughs> oh God. All right. All right. It. What's the soup? It's just today? an idea. I was just workshopping uh, it. I have an Asian stir fry with chicken in it. So oh, chicken stir fry veggies in a nice light broth with a little sesame in there. I want that. What is the entree of the day? Uh, strawberry chicken salad. Oh, oh that's a good favorites. one. That is really good. All right. We love you. We have All to right. go. Bye. All right. We're on the radio. Maybe he had to go first. You always want to end the call first. Yeah, you're right. You're hey, right. how do I sound right now? You sound like uh, somebody who is putting their hand over their mouth and saying, What do I sound like? That's exactly what I'm doing. I am amazing. I think radio's fun. Uh, we'll take a break for a day. Okay. When we come back tomorrow, you're going to lose your mind with what we have planned. <laughs> Bradley and Dawn, they're next. Love you. Bye. For MNFatLoss.com, uh, it happened again today. I forgot to wear a belt. I've become a belt person because all the pants I bought before I went on the MNFatLoss.com program where I lost about 25 or 30 pounds in just about two months, uh, I don't fit into those pants that well anymore, and they often fall down a few inches. So got to run home, get a belt. I even brought a belt to the Boundary Waters because all my camping clothes were fitting loose on me. Here's the deal. MNFatLoss.com has done wonders for me. I lost 25 to 30 pounds in just about two months. I'm keeping it off because of all the things I learned from the doctor and his team. And I am continuing to eat foods that I like. I'm not eating prepackaged meals. I didn't do a hypnosis or surgery or count calories. I didn't even exercise. And I lost all the weight. You too could lose up to a pound of fat a day. Results may vary. But here's what you're going to want to do. Go to mnfatloss.com.